Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week is Parashah number five, and we're reading out of the complete Jewish Bible. We start with Genesis 23.1. We find that on page 22. Sarah lived to be 127 years old. These were the years of Sarah's life. Sarah died in Kiryat Arba, also known as Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn Sarah and weep for her. Then he got up from his dead one and <clears throat> said to the sons of Het, I am a foreigner living as an alien with you. Let me have a burial site with you so that I can bury my dead wife. The sons of Het answered Abraham, Listen to us, my lord. You are a prince of God among us, so choose any of our tombs to bury your dead. Not one of us would refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. Abraham got up, bowed before the people of the land, the sons of Het, and spoke with them. If it is your desire to help me bury my dead, then listen to me. Ask Ephron, the son of Tezor, to give me the cave of Machpelah which he owns, the one at the end of this field. He should sell it to me in your presence at its full value. Then I will have a burial site of my own. Ephraim the Hittite was sitting among the sons of Het, and he gave Abraham his answer in the presence of the sons of Het, who belonged to the ruling council of the city. No, my lord, listen to me. I'm giving you the field with its cave. I'm giving it to you. In the presence of my people, I give it to you. Abraham bowed before the people of the land and spoke to Ephraim in their hearing. Please be good enough to listen to me. I will pay the price of the field, accept it from me, and I will bury my dead there. But Ephraim answered Abraham, My lord, listen to me. A plot of land worth 400 silver shekels. What is that between me and you? Just bury your dead. Abraham got the point of what Ephraim said, so he weighed out for Ephraim the amount of money he had specified in the presence of the sons of Ephraim. 400 silver shekels of the weight accepted among merchants, 10 pounds. Thus the field of Ephron in Machpah, which is by Mamre, the field, its cave, and all the trees in and around it were deeded to Abraham as his possession in the presence of the sons of Het, who belonged to the ruling council of the city. Then Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpah by Mamre also known as Hebron in the land of Canaan. The field and its cave had been purchased by Abraham from the sons of Het as a burial site, which would belong to him. By now Abraham was old, advanced in years, and Adonai had blessed Abraham in everything. Abraham said to the servants who had served him the longest, who was in charge of all he owned, Put your hand under my thigh, because I want you to swear by Adonai, God of heaven and God of the earth, that you will not choose a wife for my son 
from among the women of the Canaanite, among whom I'm living, but that you will go to my homeland, to my kinsmen, to choose a wife for my son Isaac. The servant replied, Suppose the woman isn't willing to follow me to this land. Must I then bring your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you don't bring my son back there. Adonai, the God of heaven, who took me away from my father's house and away from the land I was born in, who spoke to me and swore to me, I will give this land to your descendants. He will send his angel ahead of you, and you are to bring a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is unwilling to follow you, then you are released from your obligation under my oath. Just don't bring my son back there. Here the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning the matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and all kinds of gifts from his master, got up and went to Aram and Naharim, the Nacor city. Toward evening, when the women go out to draw water, he had the camels kneel down outside the city by the well. He said, Adonai, God of my master Abraham, Please let me succeed today and show your grace to my master Abraham. Here I am standing by the spring as the daughters of the town folk come out to draw water. I will say to one of the girls, Please lower your jug so that I can drink. If she answers, Yes, drink, and I will water your camels as well. Then let her be the one you intend for your servant Isaac. This is how I will know that you have shown grace to my master. Before he had finished speaking, Rebekah, the daughter of Boodle, son of Milcah, the wife of Nachter, Abraham's brother, came out with her jug on her shoulder. The girl was very beautiful, a virgin, never having had sexual relations with any man. She went down to the spring, filled her jug, and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a sip of water from your jug to drink. She said, Drink, my lord, she replied, and immediately lowered her jug onto her arm and let him drink. When she was through letting him drink, she said, I will also draw water for your camels until they have drunk their fill. She quickly emptied her jug into the thrall, then ran again to the well to draw water and kept on drawing water for all his camels the man gazed at her silence the man gazed at her in silence waiting to find out whether adonai had made his trip successful or not when the camels were done drinking the man took a gold nose ring weighing one-fifth of an ounce and two gold bracelets weighing four ounces and asked Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered, I am the daughter of Betul, the son of Milcah, born in Achor, adding, We have plenty of straw and fodder, and room for staying overnight. The man bowed his head and prostrated himself before Adonai. Then he said, 
Blessed be Adonai, God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his faithful love for my master, because Adonai has guided me to the house of my master's kinsman. The girl ran off and told her mother's household what had happened. Rebecca had a brother named Laban. When he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists besides, and when he heard his sister Rebecca's report on what the man had said to her, he ran out to the spring and found the man standing there by the camels. Come on in, he said. You whom Adonai has blessed. Why are you standing outside when I have made room in the house and prepared a place for the camels? So the man went inside, and while the camels were being unloaded and provided strong fodder, water was brought for him to wash his feet and the feet of the men with him. But when a meal was set before him, he said, I won't eat until I say what I have to say. Laban said, Speak. He said, I'm Abraham's servant. Adonai has greatly blessed my master, so that he has grown wealthy. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female slaves, camels and donkeys. Sarah, my master's wife, bore my master a son when she was old, and he has given him everything he has. My master made me swear, saying, You are not to choose a wife for my son from among the people, women of Canaan, among whom I am living. Rather, you go to my father's house, to my kinsman, and choose a wife for my son. I said to my master, Suppose the woman isn't willing to follow me. Abraham answered me, Adonai, in whose presence I live, will send his angel with you to make your trip successful and you to pick a wife for my son from my kinsman in my father's house. This will release you from your obligation under my oath. But if, when you come to my kinsman, they refuse to give her to you, this too will release you from my oath. So today I came to the spring and said, Adonai, God of my master Abraham, if you are causing my trip to succeed in its purpose, then here I am, standing by the spring. I will say to one of the girls coming out to draw water, let me have a sip of water from your jug. If she answers, yes, drink, and I will water your camels as well, then let her be the woman you intended for my master's son. And even before I had finished speaking to my heart, there came Rebecca, going out with her jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. When I said to her, please let me have a drink, she immediately lowered the jug from her shoulder and said, drink, and I will water your camels as well. So I drank and she had the camels drink too. I asked her, whose daughter are you? And she answered, The daughter of Batul, son of Nacor, whom Milcah bore to him. Then I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrists, bowed my head, prostrated myself before Adonai, and blessed Adonai, God of my master Abraham, for having led me in the right way to obtain my master's brother's granddaughter for his son. 
So now, if you people intend to show grace and truth to my master, tell me. But if not, tell me, so that I can turn elsewhere. Laban number two will reply. Since this comes from Matt and I, we can't say anything to you, either bad or good. Rebecca is here in front of you. Take her and go. Let her be your master's son's wife, as Adonai has said. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he prostrated himself on the ground to Adonai. Then the servant brought out silver and gold jewelry, together with clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave valuable gifts to her brother and mother. He and his men then ate and drank and stayed the night. In the morning he got up and he said, Send me off to my master. Her brother and mother said, Let the girl stay with us a few days. At least ten after that she will go. And he answered them, Don't delay me since Adonai has made my trip successful, but let me go back to my master. They said, We will call the girl and see what she says. Then they called Rebekah and asked her, Will you go with this man? And she replied, I will. So they sent their sister Rebekah away with her nurse, Abraham's servant and his men. They blessed Rebekah with these words. Our sister, may you be the mother of millions, and may your descendants possess the cities of those who hate them. Then Rebekah and her maids mounted the camels and followed the man. So the servant took Rebekah and went on his way. Meanwhile, Isaac, one evening after coming along the road from Bior Lucky Roy, he was living in Negrep, went out walking in the field. And as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebekah too looked up. And when she saw Isaac, she quickly dismounted the camel. She said to the servant, who is this man walking in the field to meet us? And when the servant replied, It's my master, she took her veil and covered herself. The servant told Isaac everything he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. Thus was Isaac conformed, comforted for the loss of his mother. Abraham took another wife, whose name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Yokshem, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shuk. Yokspin fathered Shava and Dan. The sons of Dan were Ashumi, Latushki, and Lumlai. The sons of Midian were in Elfer, Efer, Hanok, Avida, and Alda. All these were descendants of Keturah. Abraham gave everything he owned to Isaac, but to the sons of the concubines he made grants while he was still living and sent them off to the east, to the land of Kadem, away from Isaac, his son. This is how long Abraham lived, 175 years. Then Abraham breathed his last, dying at a ripe old age, an old man full of years, and he was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, 
in the field of Ephron, the son of Tazar, and hit the Hittite by Mamre, the field which Abraham purchased from the sons of Het. Abraham was buried there with Sarah's wife. After Abraham died, God blessed Isaac his son, and Isaac lived near Beer Lachiroid. Here is the genealogy of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar, the Egyptian woman, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the son of Ishmael, listed in the order of their birth. The firstborn of Ishmael was Nabakyok, followed by Kedar, Abilene, Mishzam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tanma, Turo, Nafish, and Kedama. These are the sons of Ishmael, in, and these are their names according to their settlements and camps, twelve tribal rulers. This is how long Ishmael lived, 137 years. Then he breathed his last, died, and was gathered to his people. Ishmael's sons lived between Habilava and Shur, near Egypt. As you go toward Asher, he settled near all his kinsmen. And then we have <clears throat> 1 Kings 1, 1 2, 31. You'll find that on page 366. King David grew old. The years took their toll, and he couldn't get warm, even when they covered him with bedcloth. His servants said to him, Let us try to find a young virgin for my lord the king. She can wait on the king and be a companion for him, and she can lie next to you, so that my lord the king will get some heat. After looking through all of Israel's territory for a beautiful girl, they found Abishag, the Shumanite, and brought her to the king. The girl was very beautiful and became a companion for the king. She took care of him. But the king did not have sexual relations with her. Adonijah, the son of Haggit, was beginning to claim that he would be king. To this end, he organized chariots and horsemen with 50 men to run ahead of him. His father had never in his life confronted him by asking, Why are you behaving this way? Moreover, he was a very handsome man. He was born next after Ashalom. He conferred to Joab, the son of Tezura, and Ediava, the Kohen. They both supported Adonijah. But Zadok, the Kohen, and Bagad, the son of Yehoda, Nathan, the prophet, Shimei, Roy, and David, elite guards, were not on Adonijah's side. One day, Adonijah killed sheep, oxen, and fattened calves at the stone of Zogalek by Enrogel. He summoned all his brothers, the king's sons, and all the men of Judah, the king's servants. But he did not summon Nathan, the prophet, Barnea, the elite guard, or Solomon, his brother. Nathan went to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, and said, Haven't you heard that Adonijah, the son of Haggit, 
has become king without the knowledge of David our Lord. Now come, please let me give you advice so that you can save both your own life and that of your son Solomon. Go get in to see King David and say to him, My Lord, King, didn't you swear to your servant your son Solomon will be king after me? He will sit on my throne? So why is Adonijah king? Right then, while you are still talking with the king, I will also come in after you and confirm what you are saying. Bathsheba went into the king in his room. The king was very old. Abishag, the Shumanite, was in attendance on the king. Bathsheba bowed, prostrating herself to the king. The king asked, What do you want? She answered him, My lord, you swore by Adonai your God to your servant. Your son Solomon will be king after me. He will sit on my throne. But now here is Adonai ruling as king, and you, my lord, the king, don't know anything about it. He has killed oxen, fattened calves and sheep in great numbers, and he has summoned all the sons of the king. Abiatar the Kohen and Johab, commander of the army. But he didn't summon Solomon, your servant. As for you, my lord the king, all Israel is watching you. They are waiting for you to tell them who is to sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. If you don't, then when my lord the king sleeps with his ancestors, and I and my son Solomon will be considered criminals. Right then... While she was still talking with the king, Nathan the prophet entered. He told the king, Nathan the prophet is here. After coming into the king's presence, he prostrated himself before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord king, did you say Adonijah is to be king after me? He will sit on my throne. For he has gone down today and killed oxen, fatted calves, and sheep in great numbers. And he has summoned all the king's sons and commanders of the army of Ebiar, the Kohen. Right now they are eating and drinking in his presence and proclaiming, Long live King Adonijah. But he didn't summon me, your servant, or Tazak, the Kohen, or Pratyah, the son of Yehoiada, Hoida, your servant Solomon. Is it authorized by my lord the king without your having told your servant who would sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? King David answered by saying, Summon Bathsheba to me. She entered the king's presence and stood before the king. Then the king swore an oath, As Adonai lives, who has delivered me from all adversity, as I swore to you by Adonai, the God of Israel. Your son Solomon will be king after me. He will sit on my throne in my place. So will I do today. Bathsheba bowed with her face to the ground, prostrating herself to the king, and said, Let my lord King David live forever. Then we have John, 4, 1 through 42. You find John 4 on page 13, 33. John 4, 1. 
When Yeshua learned that the Pharisees had heard he was making and immersing more Talmudin than Jonathan, although it was not Yeshua himself who immersed, but his Talmudin, Yeshua left Judah and set out again for the Galilee. This meant that he had to pass through Samaria. He came to a town in Samaria called Ashechem, near the field Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Yeshua, exhausted from his travel, sat down by the well. It was about noon. A woman from Samaria came to draw some water, and Yeshua said to her, Give me a drink of water. His talman had gone to the town to buy food. The woman from Samaria said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for water from me, a woman of Samaria? The Jews don't associate with people from Samaria. Yeshua answered her, If you knew God's gift, <clears throat> that is, who it is saying to you, Give me a drink of water, then you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you don't have a bucket, and the well is deep, so where do you get this living water? You have, and you aren't greater than our father, Jacob, are you? He gave us this well and drank from it, and so did his sons and his cattle. Yeshua answered, Everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I will give him will never be thirsty again. On the contrary, the water I give him will become a spring of water inside him, welling up into eternal life. Sir, give me this water, the woman said to him, so that I won't have to be thirsty and keep coming here to draw water. He said to her, Go call your husband and come back. She answered, I don't have a husband. Yeshua said to her, You're right, you don't have a husband. You've had five husbands in the past, and you're not married to the man you're living with now. You've spoken the truth. Sir, I can see that you are a prophet, the woman replied. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place where one has to worship is in Jerusalem. And Yeshua said, Lady, believe me, the time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people don't know what you are worshiping. We worship what we do know, because salvation comes from the Jews. But the time is coming indeed. It's here now when the true worshipers will worship the Father spiritually and truly, for these are the kind of people the Father wants worshiping him. God is spirit, and worshipers must worship him spiritually and truly. The woman replied, I know that the Messiah is coming, that is, the one who has been anointed. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Yeshua said to her, I the person you are speaking to, am he. Just then his talmen arrived. They were amazed. 
that he was talking with a woman, but none of them said, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? So the woman left the water jar, went back to town and said to the people there, come see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Could it be that this is the Messiah? They left the town and began coming toward him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Yeshua, Rabbi, eat something. But he answered, I have food to eat that you don't know about. At this, the disciples asked one another, Could someone have brought him food? Yeshua said to them, My food is to do what the one who sent me wants and to bring his work to completion. Don't you have a saying? Four more months and then the harvest? Well, what I say to you is, open your eyes and look at the fields. They're already ripe for harvest. The one who reaps receives his wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, so that the reaper and the sower may be glad together. For in this matter, the proverb, one sows and another reaps, holds true. I set you to reap what you haven't worked for. Others have done the hard labor, and you have benefited from their work. Many people from the town in Samaria put their trust in him because the woman's testimony. He told me all the things I did. So when these people from Samaria came to him, they asked him to stay with them. He stayed two days and many more came to trust because of what he said. They said to the woman, we no longer trust because of what you said, because we have heard for ourselves. We know indeed that this man really is the savior of the world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for a great Shabbat. We honor you today, and uh, we humble ourselves before you once again. In the name of Yeshua, we pray that you will protect us and be with our offspring and our descendants, that you will protect our liberty, and that you will be the provider for our country, America. Amen. Amen.